0: Welcome to the Gambling Chalk Talk Podcast, where we major in the wager podcast episode 439. I'm here with Nikki Guns, and we go through the NFL week five picks. And uh, we also have some emails from you, the listeners, that we answer some questions on. Remember, if you want to contact the coach and the podcast with any questions, you can hit us on our Twitter and Instagram handle, at TalkGambling. And if you want to major in a wager, be like me and Nicky Guns. Go to www.mybookieag. Use that promo code DARTH, D-A-R-T-H, as in Darth Wager, at sign-up, and you get a 50% sign-up bonus. You play, you win, you get paid at mybookieag. And as always, we have all our picks free at www.jeffreybelanger.com. You go there. The picks are absolutely free. And you can help support the podcast by clicking on that Amazon banner ad. It looks like my book, Code Blood Red. Buy yourself something nice with all those winnings, and a little bit comes back to help to support the cost of the show, at no additional cost to you. And not only have I written Code Blood Red, I've also written uh, Fourth and Dead and Squeeze Play, the Ali Armini series. You can get it directly from my publisher, TheWordRev. dot com. If you are Amazon Prime or Kindle Select user, you can download it to your favorite electronic reading device. Nikki Guns, are you ready for the quiz this week? I'm ready, Coach. I tell you what, it was, it was a struggle to look for a number 39 that was a football player. I was going to go with Carlos Zambrano, oh. who was kind of like a football player for the Cubs. He was kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. He might have had a little bit of roid rage back in the early 90s there. Just saying. He was, he was kind of a crazy man. But I found one. He was born January 25th, 1985. He's 35 years old from North Platte, Nebraska. 5'8", 204-pound running back. He went to Chardron State, was undrafted in 2008. He made his debut with the New York Jets. Mm. It's a, this is a tough one. All right. He also played for the New England Patriots, San Diego Chargers, and finished his career with the Baltimore Ravens. Oh. Started with the Jets. 517 rushing anyway. attempts, 2,238 yards, 15 rushing touchdowns, 17 receiving touchdowns. He had more yards receiving than he had rushing. He was the Jets undrafted. Uh, he spent his rookie year in the injured reserve. And he saw action in his first game October 25th in a 38 nothing win over the Oakland Raiders. It was 2009. I don't know who the coach was then. He kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, the the actor there, Don uh, Mark Wahlberg.
1: I should know this, but I don't.
0: And he had a really good little run there with the uh, San Diego Chargers, and Belichick loved him with the Patriots. Typical Belichick-type running back. Why can I not get this? I'm drawing a blank. You know what coach likes? Coach Lee's a guy with a good head on him. Oh,
1: yeah, Danny Wood Woodhead. Danny yeah. Woodhead. There oh, you go. Man, damn it, I should have known that. Yep. I kept it I kept it clean. Yeah,
0: no, so, yep. I, I kept it clean. I did say a swear at the end of the podcast. I did listen to it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I did swear at the end of the podcast. I, I was talking about the Falcons. I couldn't help myself. I should have known that. <laughs> All right, so we're on week five, and we have some buys that were scheduled, not an unscheduled buy like the Steelers and Titans last week. We have some scheduled buys this week. Last week, guns, you you had your your I, your I, stone cold lock of the week. Correct. I had the coach's clipboard incorrect. You are three and one on your locks. I am two and two. Best bets. I went. I, I went one and two. You went one and four. Yeah,
1: I, I knew that. I knew the mush week. The bad week was coming, boy. I took it on the chin last week.
0: Yep. And speaking of the mush, Johnny Asis. Yes. He, he. I talked about it in the college pod. They, While the games were going on, he tied for first place in the first segment of our Gambling Chalk Talk Podcast Super Contest. Shout out to Johnny. Good job, Johnny. Great job by him. Now you got to keep it up and win the whole damn thing. Yeah, because we're all chasing you now. Tell you what, it's a very competitive league. We have 18 dudes and 15 are above 55% or better. That's, That's pretty darn good. That is. So we have a bye for the Packers in the Lions. And I'm going to start off with a couple from a Lions fan. Lee from Wolverine Lake, Michigan. He's a Lions, Tigers, and Pistons fan. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, Lee. <laughs> Coach, I thought it was funny a couple of years ago how you picked the Texans and Giants and destroyed their team's hope. Why would you have to do that to the Lions this year? You know we lost hope, all hope years ago. Now it's just piling on. Do we get Trevor Lawrence? What's your thoughts on that one?
1: I don't think they're the worst team in the league. Not, I, uh, I, mean, I I mean, I picked them, too, to win that division. Um, I thought they'd, they'd be much better this year. <laughs> I, th- I definitely think it's time to get a new coach. Um, yeah, I don't think – I think you'll be somewhere in the top seven, but I don't think uh, they'll be bad enough to get Lawrence.
0: I don't think QB's the issue for them. No, I don't And, and I think if they get one of those top – there's supposed to be three or four good quarterbacks in this draft. Yep. I say you trade it for a treasure trove of draft picks because you need an influence of talent. Uh, but, yeah, I, unfortunately, I agree with you. The coach and the defense, which is supposed to be his baby, is the problem. It's not there. You need draft picks. Yep. So spin it into draft picks. That's all I can tell you. I'm sorry, Lee, Lions fan, and Tigers, and Pistons. Jesus. That's a, that, if COVID isn't bad enough, you've got to root for those Detroit teams. Jeez. All right. Another email before we get into our Thursday night game. Barry from Riverview, Florida. He's emailed before. He's a Bucs and Rays fan. This is a lead up to the Thursday night game. Coach, will you now seed with the guns and admit Brady still has it and was the reason the Pats won all those titles? What has Belichick done without Brady? I'll start off with this one. Did you watch the game against the Kansas City Chiefs? That was all Belichick. Belichick had them in that game. Had them beat. Brian Hoyer killed them. Stid them through two picks. If Cam Newton's in that game, they win. Yes. In the Mahomes era, when he started games, in his whole career, there's only been three times he hasn't scored a touchdown in the first half. All three against Belichick and, Brady, <laughs> Belichick and, and the Patriots. Yep. Belichick can coach them up. Come oh, yeah. on. At Brady, you know what? Brady's starting to get that team to believe. The combo of those two was what made them unstoppable. Yeah, you're reading that book. Yes. That combo made them unstoppable. And I tell you what, they had the, the trinity because that owner, yep. he oh. knows enough to trust Belichick yep, he bought and in. let him do what he needs to do. Yep. So I, I, that's the holy trinity right there. They had the holy trinity. Owner, coach, slash GM, and quarterback. I mean, they were all... They all were on the same page. Yep. I mean, that was that was a good job by the, the Patriots. I mean that it showed. Yep. Twenty years. This gets us to our first game. And game number three oh one. Team number three oh one, the Bucks. Last I checked guns, the Bucs were laying five and a half. Down to four and a half. It's down to four and a half? Yep. Oh, my goodness. Almost seems too good to be true. And if it's too good to be true, it's dangerous. And that—that that is what I wrote for this game. Nick, what do you have on 301 bucks minus 4.5 Bears, 302? Uh, so
1: just what I said, saw that line. I mean, Brady, you know, coming off a five-touchdown game, uh, he's never lost a Thursday night game in his career on short rest. He's played 10 of them. He's won 10 of them. Uh, he's eight and two against the spread. The only time he's ever lost a Thursday night game was when it was one of the openers. Um, he's growing in that offense every week. He looks better every week. He looks more comfortable. It almost uh, looks like Aaron's believes in that team now. I mean, last week Brady's taking shot after shot downfield. He's not just dumping the ball no. off and throwing quick, quick little hitters. He's putting the ball downfield. Um, it surprised me last. Uh, the Bucks surprised me last week how bad their defense looked against the rookie Herbert. Uh, it was almost like they... Herbert um, might be able to play, though. I think Herbert can play. And, but, and Burrow can play.
0: Yes. And when we get to Miami, I'm going to talk about, okay. it's two a time. Okay.
1: <laughs> so we saw, you know, I think they just completely sold out to take away the run against uh, San Diego, which they did, but Herbert made them pay up top. I think uh, bounce back here for the defense. Uh, they're second in the league against the run. I'm confused about the Chicago Bear team. I I still think they're better than what they showed last week, but I I just, that's one team I have not had, I don't really have a feel for them right now, so Coach knows, I don't like taking these Thursday night games uh, in any of my contests, I don't like making locks out of them unless something really stands out, this should be, it looks on paper especially now at four and a half, like I would be all over this, but it's just going to be a lean for me, I'm going to take Tampa Bay, because it's a uh, chalky play Brady had that five-touchdown game, and now here they come on Thursday night against a, a lonely Chicago team. It's not a game I have full confidence in.
0: Oh, well, we're in agreement. I got the Bucks as well, and I think I might take the – I'm in two survivor pools. One of them, only 300 people left, and it's worth 20K. Wow. And I think I'm taking the Bucs. I got to use them. I want to save some other teams for later, and I think I might grab the Bucks in this spot – uh Bears both backups of safety are, are are hurt. Uh the Bucks lost AJ OJ Howard to Achilles uh tear. I mean, rupture sounds so bad. I and mean, why is it why is not an Achilles tear? why, why is it a rupture? I mean, it oh, sounds brutal, man. right? Yeah, I mean, th- I know it's a brutal I, injury. I've had it, so I yeah. know. Yeah. Um the Bears offense didn't do much against a good Colts defense, but is that Colts defense good? They haven't played anybody that's great offensively yet. They're going to get to the Browns this week, though. We gonna talk about it. Yep. yep. Uh the Bucks defense is better. And it's a short week of prep. The Chicago, Chicago defense rates pretty well. Uh, but besides the Falcons' offense, they haven't fa- they've really faced some weak sisters on offense. The Bears, that is. The line plays goes to the Bucs. The QB play goes to the box. I think Arian has the edge coaching over Nagy. Uh, despite Nagy being a good offensive coach, they can't get anything done. The Bears on offense can't get anything done. That great Tampa defensive unit versus Chicago Chicago's weak offensive unit is the difference in this one. The last six games versus teams with a winning record, the Bears are 0-6 against the spread. The minus 4.5, it was 5.5. 4.5 even seems a little high for me. This could be a look-ahead game for the Bucs too. They play the Packers next week. I might have to switch my survivor pool pick. This could be a trap game. For the box, But I am taking the box, but I, it's a stay away from me, okay. absolutely, in this one. Now we get to Sunday. What a glorious Sunday it was. What a fun Sunday it was, watching games here at the, the, the Hot Tub Lounge. Absolutely. It was like Vegas in, in Connecticut. <laughs> yeah. Live betting games on yeah. my bookie AG. Use the promo code DARTH at checkout. You play when you get paid. Um, and we got a 1 o'clock game. And this is one of the games, believe it or not, I'm considering – For the Super Contest. I don't know if it's a lock for you. Game number four. Team number 451, the Panthers. Last I checked. Two. We're getting two and a half. It's down. Down to two. It was three and a half. Yep. I like this game even more. I might play this game. Because right now, everybody's high on what the the Panthers are doing. And they're going against team number 452. The home team only laying two points. Falcons. Falcons. I'll lead off with this one. This might be my fifth game I take in the super contest. I, you, I always have like three or four games I like. That's that fifth game where I just don't know. The Falcons have cluster injuries at safety. Does it really matter with that defense? Who who's injured on defense? I mean, you know, this is a this could be a case of fat and happy Panthers, two wins in a row, and desperate Falcons. 0-4. It, but Really, the you know Atlanta are they desperate? Hopefully, they're not dead team walking. That's what I'm afraid of. Atlanta's covered eight of the last nine games against Carolina. As bad as it looked for the Falcons at 0 and four, these are the QBs they faced so far this year, Guns: Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, Nick Foles in the relief mode, not starter mode. And then they faced Aaron freaking Rodgers. And they're 0 and 4. They faced probably four quarterbacks. Nick Foles in relief is like facing Aaron Rodgers normal. Yep. That's a that's a that's a murderers row. And they're 0 and four. They weren't in the the Seahawks game. It was closer than it appeared. They should have won the Cowboys. They should have won the Bears game. They did they had no business winning the Packers game. Yep. But the Packers look damn good. Yes. Um this might sound weird. I, I'm calling this right now. By week eight, when week eight's over, Atlanta's four and four. Wow. Atlanta's going bounce back. Their upcoming schedule. This QB matchup, Ryan versus Bridgewater would seem to be a Bridgewater seems to be a proven winner at this point. The coaching matchup, despite being early, has to go to rule. Carolina has the edge on defense and offensive line and it's significant. But I'm taking the Falcons, and with their future schedule coming up after this game, they win this one, they're going to be 4-4 four and four after week 8, and we're going to be like, oh, the Falcons, sure they wow, come wow. here they come <laughs> again, there, there you go. So, I got the Falcons in this, I'm considering it as one of my picks for the Super Contest, Is a Super Contest. Uh, Best bet for you? Stay
1: away game for me. Right. Uh, I want nothing to do with this game. Uh, you got a winless team in Atlanta who's favored. Uh, I couldn't believe when that first three and a half came out. I was like, are you kidding me? Um, they, I thought it was steep. Yeah, two absolutely. Sounds, yeah, Two sounds about right, right. for me. Uh, they definitely have owned Carolina, like you said, last night. Not only are they 8-1 against the spread, they're 8-1 and one straight up. Um, I'm just not sure either team is very good. Um, Carolina, their defense, I mean, they're decent against the pass. They're 7th in the league. Uh, and exactly like you said, to me, I'd be very careful betting on a Falcons team that may have quit on this coach. Um, you know, 0-4 could be reek of desperation. It could also just reek of we're sick of this guy and we want him out of here. Um, I always give you the stats about Teddy and his ability against the spread. So, I mean, it's a stay away from me, but if I have to take a team, I'll take Carolina and Teddy with the spread.
0: All right. Next game up on the docket, team number 453. The Raiders. Now, this game has been moving a lot. I had 12. I had 11 and a half. 13. It's now up to 13. Oh, my gosh. This is one of the ones I, I put in yellow on my, on, my, on my card thinking, oh, this might be a game I might take. Guns, what do you have? Is this a best bet for you at it all? It is not. Nope. All right. Nope. So what do you got in this one?
1: Uh, just a lean here. Um, so, you know,
0: everybody watched Kansas
1: City against New England. Uh, probably the worst game you're going to see them play all year and they still wound up uh, blowing them out. I mean, the formula is, bare, is there to beat Kansas City, uh, but most teams don't have the coaching or the personnel to do it. You have to sit back in the zone, make Mahomes, throw everything underneath, rush four, make them hand the ball off, make them run, take away the deep shots, and then you have to come back on the other end and run the ball and control the clock and keep them off the, off the uh, field. There's not a lot of teams in the league that are going to be able to do that. And even when you do all that, if you don't play the perfect game, if you don't make those interceptions when you should have, or you turn the ball over, you're in trouble. Um, I don't think the Raiders have that personnel. Uh, Andy Reid against the AFC West is just a complete mismatch. Since 2015, he's 28 and three straight up, 21 nine one against the spread. Uh, they own the Raiders. Last 11 games, they're 10 one straight up, eight and three against the spread. Uh, Vegas coming off another loss, did not look good, uh, injuries all over that team. This is a lean for me. I know 13's a lot, but I'll lean KC. All
0: right, I'm going in the opposite direction. This is this is a game I'm not going to bet. Chris Jones might be out again this week, and that hurts the Kansas City yep. defensive line. But they're still better than, that, than, the, than the Raiders in that area. Raiders 0-4 against the spread the last four trips to Kansas City. The Raiders have built themselves to get in a track meet with the Chiefs. I don't know if that's a smart thing, but that's what they've built themselves for. Uh, with the, their healthy receivers. With which their healthy, right, right. Now, right. The offensive splits for these two teams are very similar. Uh, 5.8 yards for the Las Vegas Raiders per play. Kansas City, 6.1. Uh, 4.26, 4.2 yards per run, 4.6 yards per run for Kansas City. 7.3 yards per pass for the Raiders, 7.5 for the Chiefs. So they're right there offensively, but on third down, third down offense, very similar too. 53% conversion rate for the Raiders, 54% for the Chiefs. The difference is the KC pass defense is much better than the Raiders. This might be too many points to give a good Raiders offense, even if KC's better at QB, coach, offensive line, defensive line. It's almost two touchdowns, and that Raiders offense has been pretty good all year. They might get steal that backdoor cover. So I'm going to take the Raiders in that one, but not a game I'm concerning for my top five picks for the Super Contest. Last game of our first segment, team number 457. We got the Rams. Now this spread was nine. It's down to seven and a half against the Washington football team, number 458. Is this the best bet for you, Gunn? Uh, it is a lock yeah. It is a lock. Yep. Oh, that I should have known that because I, I heard the rolling thunder in the background as I was announcing that game. I should know better that it's a lock.
1: McVay's doing a great job this year. Uh, he's got that team playing, playing really well. Uh, they survived a scare last week from the Giants, and I think that's going to play a role in this week's game. Since 2017, when McVay comes to the Eastern Time Zone, 5-0 and straight up, 5-0 and ATS. Washington can't run the ball. Washington can't pass the ball. Washington 30th in the league in scoring. That is not a good formula when you're going to play the Rams. L.A. doesn't do anything special, but they do everything well. Like I said, they got their wake-up call last week. Lock it up. Rams in a runaway against a helpless Washington
0: football team. So I went in the other direction. I. When the line came out, it was nine. Now it's at seven and a half. I'm, I'm not so high on it. It's not a game I'm not a bet. It was in yellow as one of my f- ones I'm considering. So I have a little color system. I got yellow ones I consider. Orange is best, best bets. And then my green is my lock, my go, right? Yep. So this has trap game potential for the Rams. It's their third long East Coast trip in four weeks. Next week... They're on the road against San Francisco, and that's a big divisional game. And So this could be a track game, a trap game for them. Heck, heck, they might have been looking at that San Francisco game this past week when they overlooked the Giants for crying out loud. Um, The Redskins are very similar to the Giants, below average QB play. They turn over the ball a lot, poor poor offensive line, good D line, coaching not a leap but not going to screw it up. The Rams' offensive line has been playing very well this year. And even without Chase Young, they will need to be very good this week against Washington football team, not the team formerly known as you know, the indigenous people of America. They need to stop the Rams on third down. That's what won the Rams a game against the Giants. They kept converting on third down in that second half. I thought nine seemed too high. Seven and a half actually seems about right. Uh, this is a stay away game for me. I can see Washington possibly scoring late. Maybe, maybe bringing Alex Smith into the game. Haskins is done. Oh yeah, he's they, done. they're yep. they're done with him. So it, well, well, the owner did like him. So maybe not. So stay away game for me. So there we go. We got Nick with his first lock. Me, I'm just I just have a lean in the first segment. We got a lot of locks coming up. I can tell you that, but. You know, if you want to find those locks, you go to www.jeffreyblander.com. You go there Sunday morning around 11 a.m. Eastern Time. All the locks will be posted on that page. All the NFL picks. Buy yourself something nice with all those winnings we give you, especially Nikki Gunn's Lock of the Week. Darth Wager's perfect on his locks of the week. Wow. Buy yourself something nice with all those winnings. Click on that Amazon banner. It looks like my book, Code Blood Red. Buy yourself something nice. A little bit comes back to help support the cost of the show at no additional cost to you. And now we have team number 459, the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, getting 6.5. Well, it was 6.5. It might have changed because, you know, uh, it's down to six against the Houston Texans team number 460. And you heard that music, so you know that is a lock. For one of us in this one. And I'm locking up the Houston Texans in this one. Laying all those points. Ah, the coaching change. That probably makes a little bit of a difference. I don't, you know, did they upgrade with Romeo Cornell's guns? What do you think? I think it's a push. I think that's a lateral move. Maybe even worse because O'Brien could coach. Yep. Shitty, Bad GM. Bad GM. Yep. Almost swore. (laughs) Um. Maybe stripping him of his GM duties would have been a better move. Um, This is on ownership. Not having front office stability. And the poop just rolled downhill from that to the football team. Uh, Marone, I think, gets a coaching advantage. Uh, That Jacksonville defense left Cincy with a ton of injuries, including Miles Jack with an ankle injury. That's big. Uh, Talk about the Falcons playing a murderer's row of QBs. Well, so have the Texans. The Texans have faced Mahomes, Lamar, Big Ben and Kirk Cousins on a one o'clock game. <laughs> uh, considering who Houston has played their yards per play average are not that bad on defense and they played some pretty good offenses. The Jacksonville defense is giving up a lot through the air. This could be a buy low opportunity for Deshaun Watson and player props. We don't have to look at that on, on Sunday uh, when the player props come out on Saturday. Late Saturday night, uh, I'm going to be looking at maybe some Deshaun Watson touchdown passes and yardage and running overs in this one. Um, the line advantage also goes to Jacksonville in this one, but looking a bit more closely, that Jags run de- defense is good, uh, but it shouldn't concern Houston that much. They, they pass 65% of the time. Six and a half, I think it's almost bait by Vegas to take Jacksonville in this one familiarity with Jacksonville, Marone, and more importantly, familiarity with Minshew. When teams kind of know him, they kind of have his number from what I've seen over the past year and a half. Give me the Texans as one of my locks at minus six and a half. I'm definitely zagging where people are, are probably off of the Texans. I'm buying low. Maybe I'm a contrarian better after all. Give me the Texans minus six and a half in this divisional matchup. What do you got, Guns?
1: Uh, stay away game for me. I, again, two teams that I don't really have a feel for. Um, I just don't know how a team that's winless, uh, loses their coach this week, is laying six points. Um, you know, Deshaun's never lost to the Jags, 4-0 and straight up. He's 3-1 and against the spread. Um, the thing that worries me, Houston's 32nd in the league running the ball and they're 32nd in the league stopping the run. That, that's just a bad formula. That, that never seems to work out well. Um, I just don't think they're good enough to be laying six points. Uh, stay away from me. I'm going to lean Jags to keep it close, possibly backdoor it, uh, but a game I will not be touching.
0: All right, we got another <clears throat> email from the listeners. This one's from John in Seneca, New York. He is a Bills and Yankees fan. And he writes to us, uh, I made an offhand comment, and he, he mentioned it. He goes, Coach, you mentioned offhandedly last NFL pod about betting bills early in the first half and then fading them in the second half. Great advice. I cashed in on that versus the Raiders. Same. I bet on the bills <laughs> in the first quarter. I bet on the bills in the first half. And it kind of saved my Sunday. To like that and I had a couple backdoor covers, I bet. Uh, Kara, I bet the Arizona Cardinals in the fourth quarter. I bet the Bears in the fourth quarter, and they backdoor covered for me. I got nine and a half points with both those teams. Um, but, yeah, I did the same, John. Um, the, the Bills, a little bit concerning what they do in the second half, and that leads us to our next game, Bills, number 461 on the card, minus, is it still minus one point? Is it even still posted right now? Because it was Bills minus one. Versus Tennessee, team number 462. I don't see it on the board don't right see now. I not on the board either. Yep. Uh, but the last I looked, it was at Bills. Uh, the Titans, are a home dog. One point. Uh, what do you got in this one, Guns? Is this the best bet for you? It's uh, not a best bet for me. Nope.
1: It's so a stay away from me. Yep. I'm stay a little with nervous with uh, – well, I'll go through what, I, what I'm thinking here. But huge win for Buffalo, by the way, on the road in Vegas. Um, you know, it's uh, – how long am I going to keep ignoring my team, my my Buffalo Bills that I talked about all offseason? You haven't really bet on him either. I haven't bet on them. I haven't been on them. Um, Josh Allen's playing like a man possessed. Uh, my gosh. Like, I mean, some of those throws he's making off balance, off platform.
0: I was listening to somebody today. Who was it? Um, it was a guy that was a scout or something. They said, Josh Allen. When everybody's talking and doing all this stuff, he's out there working on his game. Okay. And he might be one of those guys that's just a grinder and a I mean, worker. I'm seeing
1: these polls right now today, and it's so funny how everything changes in, in a year. They're saying if you could start your franchise right now, you're taking Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen, and everybody's picking Josh Allen. I mean, I know it's a short sample, but yeah, you know, things have suddenly changed. Um, so huge win for Buffalo. They're, they are legit. They are going to be a tough out for some team in the playoffs this year. Uh, this Titan team, I'm not really sure how good they are. Uh, they've played three below-average teams. Uh, they won all those games barely, but hey, winning in the NFL is not easy regardless of you know, who you're playing on, on Sunday. So the thing that worries me about this game, and especially Tennessee, they're coming off that unscheduled bye they're still not in the building as of Monday. I don't know what happened today. Unscheduled
0: whether. by, so they weren't preparing for the no, bills. Right.
1: Um, I don't know, you know, if they got cleared to go back in the building today. I know there was two days in a row of uh, zero tests that were positive. Um, Buffalo is fifth in the league in scoring at 31 points a game. I never thought I would see that. And they were supposed to be a defensively right team. Right. Um, and that helps, you know, helps your defense a lot. Tennessee's defense, on the other hand, is not playing well. What's saving them is. Number one in turnover differential um, after and that their doesn't three last. Games. No, that doesn't last. Uh, so, stay away game for me. But uh, you know, I'll I'll take the Buffalo Bills with my pick. But I'm I'm just not there yet with Buffalo.
0: I'm also taking the Bills minus one. Uh, interesting <clears> Buffalo <throat> team gets up a lot of passing yards, and this is a team that we thought to be one of the best pass defenses in the in the league. Yep. But is that because they have big leads early and they give up? second-half like yardage. Yep. Um, the Titans' defense gives up a lot of yards. Buffalo's been very good on offense. I'm not believing this Titans' team, despite the good QB play from Tannehill. Allen's been a surprise, too. and Matt, So they match up pretty well in that area, the QB. The line play on both sides has not been as good as they, either team wants. I'm going to give a slight edge to Buffalo in the trenches. Coaching, coaching I'm going to give a slight edge to McDermott. But those second-half breakdowns by the Bills in four straight, though they had a better second half against the Raiders than they did in their previous two games. Now, interesting look ahead. to. The, I'm staying away from the Bills. Buffalo has KC next on the schedule. I don't think they look by the Titans, but you have KC the next week. Um, I don't think they're on Overlook, Tennessee, but just something to maybe keep in your mind. Um that's going to be quite a game. Right, and Tennessee has Houston next week. That could be just as important because if Tennessee beats Houston, they could bury them yep. and kill them yep. and leave just the Colts as their only competition in the South. I just I don't see either team overlooking this game. I'm taking the, the Bills. I'm hoping the my, line moves and I maybe get some points with the Bills later in the week, and then maybe I'll, I'll bet it. But I'm not, it's a stay-away game for me as well. Oh, boy. I, I think I hear Coach Finstock. Coach Finstock. Coach Finstock has entered the Hot Tub Lounge. I'm it, Coach. What's that from? Let me give you a little advice. Give advice. There's three rules that I live by. Never get less than 12 hours sleep. I get that. Never play cards with a guy who's got the same first name as a city. Great rule. And never go near a lady who's got a tattoo of a dagger on her body. I kind of like the tattoo. Now you stick with that. Everything else is cream cheese. Great game there, Scotty. Thanks coach. Oh, you'll be thinking "The coach after this one. This is my coach's clipboard lock of the week. I'm going to go first. And then the guns, I think has a a little play on this one too. And the the game that the line has been changing. I I wanted to get to under seven. It right now is stuck at seven at my bookie AG, but there's a lot of places where it's six and a half and it's, Team number 463, the Cardinals, minus six and a half at team number four sixty-four, the Jets. And boy, the Jets have injury issues on that offensive line. Three tackles are hurt. Three. That's not good. Sam Darnold might not play AC joint it in his throwing city, shoulder. He's not playing. Yeah, so that's not good. You got Joe Flacco playing. Um Arizona is my is my sixth rated pass rush defense right now. They're they're getting after the quarterback. I also think this is schematically a good matchup for Kyler Murray. I talked about this with the, the 49ers where they really pressure and get up the field. And I talked about it with the Lions where they kind of hang back and they don't get a great pass rush. And the Jets are a team that gets up the field and tries to get after the passer. And I think that leaves running lanes and passing lanes available for Kyler Murray. And that's not good to do that against these guys. I think... The Patriots, the Lions, the Panthers last week—they're um, a team that are not going to give you passing lanes. They're very disciplined in their pass rush, and Murray has troubles with that. Trouble with that—it it takes away his running options. You saw the Patriots do that with Mahomes uh, yesterday. Uh, I think the coaching advantage is huge um, in this game with Kingsbury. I think the QB advantage is huge. I think the defense and offensive line advantage is huge, and you're buying low on the Cardinals. After two straight losses, I really want to get to seven, uh, under seven. It, it's seven on my bookie AG. You can get, get to some other places. I know Bet MGM, it was minus six and a half. This is my Coach's Clipboard Lock of the Week. Oh, I hear the music. That means it must be a lock for Nicky Guns as well. Rise up, the NFL soundtrack. <laughs> definitely,
1: definitely a lot for me here. Uh, Arizona disappointed me last week after their hot start. Uh, now dropped two in a row. Uh, they were one of my teams I was big on last week, boy. I had them in all my parlays. I had them in the super, and uh, they, they let me down. Um, I thought last week would be a get-right game for them after their, their, their first loss of the season, and I think this is one as well. Um, you said it, injuries all over that Jets offensive line. Uh, no sam darnold you 're bringing back in flacco he he didn 't look good at all last week when he came into play. Um, I personally think this line's going to go in the other direction, so I like it at seven right now. I think it 's going to go up uh you got the New York jets thirtieth points allowed a game thirty first and points scored a game and they 're thirty second in giving up passing yards a game That is just bad news all around uh wow. I'm going to make this quick and easy. Lock it up. Going with Arizona, I think they'll be able to do what they what they want to do in this game. I think Murray gets back on track. They'll be able to run, throw. They'll put up lots of points, and that defense is going to get after um, Flacco like Arizona in this situation.
0: All right, so we got a we got agreement in that one. We both we were both locking that one up. That's a that's a good sign. I, a lot of people think that's not a good sign but I think we're in agreement that that's well, actually that good. that's yeah. that, that makes this a game where I think I might bet a little bit more on did I just say more on that might be a bad sign right there all right so our next game on the docket game number team number 467 the Bengals now this game I gotta check out the line it was 13 and a half and it's now 13 yep. the Bengals Getting 13 at team number 468, the Ravens. And I think I think we got a little message from Al Davis in this one, uh, Nikki Gunn.
2: Al
3: Davis. That alone sets a tempo for a
1: game. Play hard. Try not to make mistakes. But don't worry about mistakes because there's only one thing that counts. Just win.
0: Commitment to uh, excellence. That's it. Just win commitment to excellence. I can't believe I'm doing this. I'm locking up the Bengals, getting 13 and a half points guns. I don't know if this is a lock for you, but I'm one of the worst run defenses, the Bengals versus one of the best run offenses, the Ravens. Yep. Now you might think, uh-oh, but Baltimore's pass blocking has been a little suspect this year, and Cincy has been okay getting at the passer. The Cincy O-line is terrible. But despite all those moves by Baltimore, they haven't generated a pass rush this year at all. There's familiarity aspect when facing Lamar. And the Bengals are going to be used to taking the angles and containing him. The Ravens might win the battle at the line. But this will not be as one-sided as you think on the offensive and defensive uh, line of scrimmage. The coaching is one-sided. Harbaugh is much better than Zach Taylor. The QB advantage is Lamar, but Burrow is a competitor that won't give in, and I think that opens him up for the backdoor cover. And that Haskins almost got last week. Haskins almost got the backdoor cover. Burrow's 10 times better than him. I really want this line to move up to 14, but it moved from 13.5 down to 13. I really like 14 points in this one. But the Bengals have covered five of the last six games they've played in Baltimore. I'm locking it up. Sometimes you got to be uncomfortable, and this is an uncomfortable game for me. Give me team number 467, the Cincinnati Bengals, getting 13 points. Guns, what you got in this one? You have agreement, uh, but this
1: is a lean for me. I'm going to lean Cincinnati. Um I like a lot of what you said there. I I think this is going to be a close game as well. The only reason it's not a lock for me is just I have just visions of that Cleveland Browns team on that Thursday night game just running down their throats and and Cincinnati just helplessly watching as they couldn't stop them even when they wanted to run the clock out. And here comes Baltimore, you know, the third best rushing team in football. Cincinnati's given up the 27th most yards or rushing yards in a, a game. That scares me because Baltimore will just run, run, and run until you stop them. A um, couple of stats that stood out for me, the last eight times these two teams have played in Baltimore, it has been a one-score game. So the last eight games they've played in Baltimore, it's come down to one possession. The other stat that stood out for me, Lamar, and nobody would think this, in his career at home, 4-11 against the spread. Really. Really. You would think they were destroying people, but um,
0: not. Well, the spread is quite high when it they're is. At
1: home. <laughs> And, yes, they've had huge spreads, but uh, still. Um, so something in the water there. Cincinnati plays them well. Uh, I'm going to
0: lean Cincinnati. Oh, we got agreement. Okay. This is our last game of the second segment of the podcast. And I'm going to go to Coach Belichick for this one. Because I think he has a little bit of words of wisdom before I make another best bet for this week. Week 5 of the NFL. Move on to Dallas. Move on to Miami. Take one week at a time. Get ready for next week. Are you sure that's what you were looking for? <laughs> that's right. Just move on to the next week. Nikki Guns, it doesn't matter if you had a bad week with your best bets last week. You 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 just move on to the next week. That's it. You move on, you battle forward, you do the work. And this is another lock for me. And it's your Steelers at minus 7, team number 466. They are home against team number 465, the Eagles. The battle of Pennsylvania. And Eagle fans, good news for you. Wentz isn't the worst rated QB in Q- according to QBR, anymore. He's better than Dwayne Haskins, Jeff Driscoll, and Nick Mullins. That's the end of the list. That's it. Even freaking Daniel Jones is ahead of him. And I don't want to hear, he's got nobody to throw to. Ah. You know what? Joe Burrow doesn't have a damn offensive line. He's a rookie. right? Hebert, he finds out two minutes before game he's starting. I'm sick and tired of the excuses for Carson Wentz. I don't want to hear it. I know they won. Oh, he played out of his mind. He beat the freaking 49ers JV team. A bunch of injuries on the Niners. They free, like Nick Mullins is their QB. I thought they liked Nick Mullins, but, man, he, he played pretty bad they at the end of the him, game. Yeah, yeah they played, he played pretty bad at the end of the game. Um, I know it's a pathetic offensive line for the Eagles. And now they have to block a rested Pittsburgh defensive line. All I can say is, ruh-roh, as Scooby-Doo would say. Philly's defense has played admirably the first four weeks. They, they're they're being put in bad spots by that Philly offense. I get it. But the trench fight goes to the Steelers. On the defensive line, offensive line, QB battle, definitely to the Steelers. And this has Big Ben underperforming this year so far. I'd be a little afraid, Steeler fans, because he looks like, he better get it going in the next couple weeks or you're like, uh-oh, he's entered Eli Manning, Phillip Rivers' area. Um, coaching, I go with Tomlin over Peterson. Healthy, hungry steal. Who are mad they didn't get the play last week. Beat up Eagles team. I would rather have six and a half, but I'll lay, with, I'll lay that seven with a steal. Give me the Steelers minus seven guns. Are we in agreement? Is this a lock? It, what do you got
1: for this? Not a lock, just a lean for me. Uh I don't know what it is. I just I got a bad bad this this game's gonna go one of two ways. It's gonna be an absolute slaughter for Pittsburgh, or this is gonna be one of these games where Philly just hangs around. Um Pittsburgh does not have a good history when they're when they're favorites by seven or more. Uh under Tom and they're, they're three and seven um against the spread, and that worries me. Uh, Philly fresh off that win Sunday night pit with that early buy again not scheduled I wonder how much that throws things off for them uh, they didn't really have people hurt they didn't have really people to rest now I know Philly what I hear today that did so Lane Johnson's questionable he got hurt yep their other tackle starter Peters yep I think went on IR today oh so I mean they are even more banged up than 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 usual on that offensive line and when we talk about games like this, sometimes we talk about styles and how matchups are, and that, that's that's big trouble for the Eagles. Um, they've had trouble protecting Wentz. Uh, he's been turning the ball over, and those are two things that the Steelers do is they create pressure with their blitzes, and they cause turnover. So this this one could get out of hand, but I don't know. Something's just telling me, and I, I hope I'm wrong, that uh, Philly's going to find a way to hang around here. Um, Pittsburgh versus the NFC since 2018. They're 6-3 and three straight up, 8-1 and one against the spread. Philly, 29th in the league, turnover differential again. I think that spells trouble for this D. But I'm just going to take it as a lean. Seven's a lot of points. Steelers usually don't handle success like that well at home. But they are due for one of their explosions on offense. I, I don't know if it's this week, but it's, it's coming sooner or later.
0: All right. Let's take a quick break. We're going to go to www.mybookie.ag. You want a major in a wager? Go to MyBookieAG, use that promo code DARTH at checkout. You get a 50% sign-up bonus. You play, you win, you get paid at MyBookieAG. And I I don't have any best bets left, but I have three games in this final segment which I'm leaning towards. And team number 455, the Broncos, team I'm leaning for. I've seen this spread all over the place. I've seen 8.5. I've seen 11. I don't know which is which on this one. They're at the Patriots, team number four fifty six, and and you know it's not even on the board it's not right on now. The board, yep. So, but it, it, so it's I'm kind of looking towards the Broncos in this one. The Pats laying eleven with either Stidham or Hoyer at QB over a touchdown. Uh, the the Pats offense has carried them most of the season. Not so much against the Chiefs, where they held where the. Well, basically, Hoyer killed him. He held the ball too long on multiple occasions um, and cost him a couple field goals at least. Did him through two picks. The defense for the Pats is giving up almost eight yards a pass. I don't think Rippon or Driscoll can do that to Belichick and the Pats. But how did the Pats score enough to cover 11 points or even 11, even eight? Uh, clear advantage coaching for the Pats. The offensive line is much better. Uh but Denver has a habit of keeping it close. They'll slog through a game. It looks like they have a chance to win, but then they get Fangioed, and Fangio will screw it up. Some, some mess up. You know he'll kick. Oh, let's try a seventy-yard field goal with five minutes left in the game. But like something silly is going to happen. So I'm going to take the Broncos to cover. And it's one of those games where you're a Broncos fan, EC Broncos. My uncle Jim probably going. Are you kidding me right now? Are you kidding me? So. I got the Broncos in this one. If it's under eight and a half points, I don't want it, but I think the Broncos somehow cover this game and actually we'll probably have a chance to win, but they'll screw it up Fangio style at the end. What do you got in this one? So
1: I didn't do much in this game only because I've heard things that they don't know if Newton's going to be the quarterback. And I think that's why it's off the board. Right. Um, so, I mean, it's to me, it's so difficult to handicap this game, not knowing if it's Cam Newton or the Pats. Um, with that said, Belichick's record at home, and he's a huge favorite like this, they always cover, but again, that was with Brady. I think if Newton's there, like you said, I think they give the Chiefs all they can handle if not win that the game. The Broncos. Yeah, uh, Broncos. Yeah, I mean, versus the Chiefs, though, if Newton were there. Yeah. And then now that it's same thing with the Broncos, if Cam's there against the Broncos, I think Broncos are in big trouble, so... I couldn't really give a handicap here. I stayed away till, till we hear hear the news. But for the record, I'm going to go down and, as taking New England uh, regardless of the points. But it's a game I'm not going to mess with until I know who's playing for New England.
0: Next game on the docket, first 4 o'clock game we get to. Although the Broncos-Pats got moved from 1 o'clock to 4 o'clock. Oh, okay. Um, team number 469, the Dolphins. Last I looked, they were getting 9.5. But I think this one was off the board as well. Yep. Um. Last I looked, it was nine and a half. Dolphins getting nine and a half at team number four seventy. The Niners. Um, this is not a best bet, but something I'm looking at is maybe my fifth game on my super contest. I got the Dolphins getting nine and a half. Guns, is this a lock for you?
1: No, this is another stay away from me. I cannot get a feel on this Niners team with all their injuries and don't know who's playing quarterback. And then I'm um, here in Miami might might turn to Tua, but they're not sure. And just a lot of a lot of. uncertainty uncertainty in this game um so Miami they're past 12 against the NFC they're two and ten straight up they're three and nine against the spread uh traveling you know across the country this week San Francisco so banged up uh coming off their you know they lost on Sunday night so they're they're going to be hungry in this one um Miami giving up a ton of yards through the air 285 yards a game I think this is a, a get right game for the 49ers and their quarterbacks to get back on track I think Shanahan schemes it up here. Um so disappointed in this, in this Dolphins team, uh, the way they've played. Um, thought we would see life out of them this year. I mean, I'm thinking now maybe next year's the year. But um, so it's it's not – I don't really have much to this game. I'm, I'll, I'll take the 49ers here to get back on track as my pick. All
0: right. Who did you have in the Broncos? New, uh, in? New England. You took New England? Yep. All right. So my question is, when do we get to see Tua? Yeah. Yeah, you know, look good. Heberts look good. Why are they waiting?
1: I wonder if it's not hip. I don't know. I wonder but if they, they want to make sure he's 100% before he gets in
0: there. 49ers on the road. They have kind of a vanilla defense. Their defense was so awesome because of the talent, yes. not the scheme. Right. Uh, cluster injuries at, quarterback, uh, at corner for the Niners. I think that makes the Dolphins' average receivers look better. This is a spot to play Tua. On the road, no pressure. You're not supposed to beat them anyway. It's not a not a like. It's, it's not, not a 40, Belichick it's, defense. It's not the 49ers of last year, right? Yeah. Um, I think the Niners are gonna get get exposed soon. I don't b- believe their record or their stats. The QB, the Niners have faced this year: second year Murray, they lost to him. Daniel Jones, Sam Darnold, Carson Wentz. My goodness, if Bill O'Brien. Would still have a job if he faced that quartet of quarterbacks. Right? Miami is 22nd in yards allowed per rush. and That scares me a little because Shanahan will run the ball every play if he has to to win this game. It might be too much to overcome for the Dolphins. Do the Dol- are the Dolphins staying on, on the West Coast after this game? Because they play Denver next week. I wonder if that makes a difference. Um, this is a, a, a look-ahead spot possibly for the Niners who had the Rams at home next week. I'm gonna take the Dolphins in the nine and a half points in this one. I hope Tua plays soon. Uh you gotta find out what you got if you're yep. the Dolphins. You like got I nothing said, to lose. I just wonder if it's that hip. Yep. And I heard um Fitzpatrick in an interview talking about how he's just keeping the seat warm and he's kind of like showing the ropes for Tua yep. too. Yep. So um I got a couple emails left here. This is Frazier from Las Vegas. He's a Doesn't have a team. He's listed himself as a gambler. (laughs) Nice, nice. (laughs) We We, like you. Yeah, we
1: like those kind of guys.
0: Guys, I'm in the Circa Survivor Contest for NFL and was saving the Cowboys for Thanksgiving versus the Washington football team. That week scares the heck out of me now. What should I do for Thanksgiving Day selection? Because the the Circa Contest, Thanksgiving counts as a week. So you've got to save six like one of those teams to play and most people are saving the Cowboys to go against the Redskins. Yep. That doesn't look like a gimme anymore. Does it? Uh, It still looks, I think that that Washington football team has
1: kind of fallen off the cliff. Um, You know, unless Alex Smith winds up starting by then or something, but they're, they're a bad team. I I agree with you right there. Uh, Take Dallas. I haven't looked ahead to see what the other thanksgiving matchups are they're tougher, okay, I mean they're tougher Dallas at home on Thanksgiving against a bad washington football club that's that's pretty much as as ish as it gets, although I'm sure a lot of other guys in that circ are are doing the same thing, which scares me a little, but yeah, that's why I would go it as of right now
0: the uh the thing I would worry about is make it to Thanksgiving first. Yeah, that's right. You that's, get to Thanksgiving. You're you're, you're in, good in good shape. shape. You're yes. in real good shape. Yes. These are the other matchups on Thanksgiving. Texans Lions. That's a tough one to yep, pick, right? Real tough. Washington football team cowboys. Ravens Steelers. Oh. Yeah, you're not you're not messing with those other ones. <laughs> yeah, you gotta pick yep. you gotta take the Cowboys. Yep. It's got that's gotta be the play. Yep. And that takes us to team number four seventy one. My New York football giants Last I looked, they were getting nine points. Can you double-check that for me, yep, Guns? Yep, Uh Getting nine points against team number 472, the Cowboys. Nine and a half. Nine and a half. It's yep. going in the right direction. Yep. What do you got in this one, Guns? Because this is one of the ones I'm considering.
1: So I'm just telling you, this is my last lean, and then the last three games on the docket are all locks, including Ooh. my five-star. Okay. All right, so... Um, Lean for me here. Uh, Dallas has dominated uh, the NFC East since 2017. They're 15 and three straight up and against the spread in the division. Uh, the Giants have been absolutely horrible on the road, four and thirteen straight up. But they cover 14 and three against. The they spread, cover on which the road, is huge. Um, I just this giant team cannot run the ball. 31st in the league, they
0: can't do anything.
1: But at all. Dallas can't stop the run either. They're 31st against the run, so maybe this is a little bit of tonic for the Giants to get that ground game going uh Dallas lighten up the scoreboards they're third in the league in scoring uh, but they're also 32nd in points allowed um giving up a lot of points a, a game uh, De- uh Giants believe it or not they're 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 not that horrible they're they're 12th in the league in points allowed a game on defense um so nine and a half is a lot of points and it's especially a lot of points in a division game and these two teams tend to play each other pretty. You know they go at it pretty good, and the, and the Giants are pretty good at covering on the road. I'm going to take the Giants here to, to hang around in this game. I think they lose, but I will lean G-men, and I love the nine and a half. All
0: right, I I like the G-men too, and it's a lean for me as well. It's one of those ones I'm considering. I'm considering for the Super Contest if it gets to ten, it, buy now buy now this is a a thing where which unit gives in first the bad giants offense or the bad cowboys defense uh where i also look at where's the motivation for the giants is it for jason garrett or is it the cowboys to stick it to jason garrett like which team is going to be more motivated is jason garrett a factor in this one i think it is I, i think so too and you know I think this is for sure. That Giants' defense is much improved under Joe Judge and yes. Patrick Am. Uh, they, they are they – are, the effort is better. The pursuit of the ball is better. The Giants' special teams for the third year in a row. McGahee is a heck of a special teams coach, and now you add Joe Judge to that. The Giants' special teams is very solid. The Giants' D-line is top ten for me this year in run and pass defense. I'm, I've been impressed. The Cowboys offensive line, top 10 unit, but Joe Looney, their center, is hurt. His knee is hurt. He might not play. So you look at the QB advantage, definitely with the Cowboys. Absolutely. I think Daniel Jones might not be the answer. They might be drafting another quarterback. Too many turnovers. Okay, he's got to stop turnovers. He the ball over. he no. doesn't do the little things. No. Like last year he fumbled the ball, had no feel. Yep. Now he has no feel. He zeros in on a receiver. They point it. Even the clown receivers in that in the clown uh, announcers were saying, Look at him, he just stares down one receiver the whole time. Yep. So he doesn't do the little things that quarterbacks need to do. And that that scares me. Um I think the coaching looks like a wash at this point. Joe Judge hasn't done anything to like be like, oh, he's bad. But McCarthy hasn't done no. anything to show me like, oh, nope. he's good. Um, I'm hoping Garrett knows a little something about this Cowboys team, and that helps the Giants' game plan for this one. The Cowboys have covered the last six games versus the Giants. I think that streak comes to an end. Nine points is way too much. Nine and a half. Hope it gets to ten. That D- Dallas Dallas defense versus the Giants' offense. The Giants' offense. Needs to score better than 20% of the time touchdowns in the red zone. 20% touchdown rate in the red zone is terrible. They need to get in the end zone. They're settling for field goals way too much. I'm going to take the Giants. I hope it gets to 10. That, that'll that lock them in as my fifth team in the super contest. Another another uh, email question. I think this is the last one we have. Yep, it is. Eric from Austin, Texas. He's a Cowboys fan. Gentlemen? He calls us gentlemen. I'm Thanks.
1: You don't get called that too often.
0: I don't, Nope. Uh, would you like to change your selection of the worst division in football? I'm a Cowboys fan, and this is brutal. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. I, I will change my, my selection. The worst division in football is the NFC East. If the Giants win and Washington loses as expected, Philadelphia loses as expected, they'll be a half game out of first place. Oh, my god! Wow. <laughs> unbelievable unbelievable <clears throat> and oh i think i hear i think i hear is, is that rick flair let's be realistic for a minute am i cooking huh? let me take a look at this huh is this what's there professional
1: wrestling huh? very cocky a lot of charisma the most well known the best looking the best dressed custom Gold around my neck, Rolex watch around my wrist. My shoes cost more than your house. Ride a Lincoln Continental, a Mercedes, a Rose, own a Corvette, live in the biggest house on the biggest side of town. Shit, airplanes, and I got a sitting out there a mile long with 25 women just died for me to go. Woo!
0: Ride Space Mountain. Oh man, there's <laughs> on it, baby, and so am I. Uh This is team number 473, the Colts. Now mine is minus one and a half at team number 474, the Browns. What you got in this one, Guns?
1: Uh, two teams here, uh, mirror images of each other, uh, pretty much, except on offense. I think Cleveland has a little more spurt ability, which they showed last week against oh, Dallas. They? Boy, they... Uh, we some, watched
0: that with some Cowboys oh my That goodness. was entertaining.
1: Man, since the first game of the season, when they looked dreadful, uh, this Cleveland team now has a persona. They now have an identity. Uh, ripped off its last three games. Uh, they are the number one rushing team in the in the NFL. Uh, they are the fourth scoring, uh, f- as far as points a game scoring. I mean, Hoya Hoops hasn't seen something like this since he was we- wearing uh, pull-up diapers. I mean, something <laughs> has to give here. Um, I wonder how much losing Chubb will hurt that Cleveland ground attack. Um, Cream, but
0: Cream Hunt was one of the best is, running backs absolutely. in the NFL with the Chiefs. But I
1: think that 1-2 of wearing wearing teams down, I wonder... How much of a role that plays? Hey, um,
0: they still they still have Dearness saves the Cleveland.
1: Yes, as the backup. Yep, yep. Um, Cleveland fifth, stopping the run, and that's what the Colts want to do. The Colts want to run the ball. Uh, right now, the Colts have the number one defense in the league. They're allowing the least amount of points a game, and they're pretty good at stopping the run themselves. They're fourth in the league, uh, so this is like a you know two two prize fighters who uh, both like to to slug it out. They're they're both going to try to. Instill their will on each other and run a ball, run the ball right at each other. Um, you may not believe I'm saying this, but I think the difference in this game is going to be Baker. Uh, he's made some big throws as of late. He's playing with swagger. I worry about Rivers in that late end of the game, clutch situation turnover, the pick he's he's been throwing in these close games. So in a tight one, I'm going to take the Cleveland Browns at home. Getting points and lock it up on the Cleveland Browns.
0: All right, we're in agreement, and I need to go to somebody knows something about football for this one. I got I got a little feedback from from uh, I, from, uh, from, from from some of the Twitter followers, about not me being Cleveland. And I, I gotta I gotta go to somebody f- for this to 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 state my case. The Bears
1: are who we thought they were.
2: That's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook.
0: I got to tell you, Denny Green has a right, but it's not the Bears. It's the Browns. They are who I thought they were. I thought Stefanski was a good coach, and you know what? I've been proven right so far. That team has an identity, okay? And he's picked the right identity because it matches the personality of Cleveland. Hard-nosed, tough, running team, right? Like yep. Jim Brown when they won those championships yep. way back then. Probably the last time they have, right? So I, I, do we really know who these two teams are yet, though? I don't think we do. But I do like that. The Browns have established an identity. They're a running team. They've got a, a, a swaggering quarterback that will, will not afraid to make a big play. Yep. And they do have some playmakers he can get the ball to. Um, you know, Indy has beaten the Bears, the Jets, and the Vikings, and lost to Jacksonville. Everybody's raging about their defense. They played the Bears, the Jets, the Vikings, and Jacksonville. Let's not rave about that defense just yet in, in Indy. Uh, the NDO line has underperformed. The Cleveland offensive line has been a pleasant surprise so far. They've made a lot of changes, and they've come together fairly quickly. And that's another feather in the hat for Stefanski. The QB play for both teams can be scary at times, but I'd much rather have Baker, who looks like he's willing to execute a game plan and, and is kind of drinking the Kool-Aid that Stefanski is pouring. And if you, has you, have you looked at the Vikings? How's Kirk Cousins' look since Stefanski left? So uh, Stefanski is looking awful good for what the Browns are doing and what Minnesota is not doing. Browns, identity. The players have bought in. Um, Baker, 10th rated QB. Cousins is now in the high 20s. Please don't look ahead to the Pittsburgh game next week, Brownies. Don't look ahead to the to Pittsburgh games. Get the 4 and one Make the coach look like a genius, predicting you'd win the North and get to the AFC Championship game this year. Browns, Browns, Browns. Minus, I think the the Browns are only getting a point and a half now. I yeah. thought they're, the Brown, they're uh, getting a point and a half. Getting a point and a half. They were getting two and a half. So yep. apparently everybody's agreeing with us in that one, uh, Nikki Guns. So there we have it. Agreement. The Brownies in that one. And now we go to prime time. Prime time. You know who's prime time? Ric Flair.
1: You're talking to the Rolex
2: wearing, diamond ring wearing, kiss stealing, woo, wheeling dealing, limousine riding, jet flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. Woo.
1: And this is my five star, stone cold, silver bullet. Lead pipe, lock of the week. Uh, doing well with these ones. Hopefully it continues here. Uh, Sunday night football, Minnesota at Seattle. Pete Carroll has dominated Zimmer. 3-0 straight up, 3-0 and against the spread. Minnesota coming off their first win of the season, feeling good about themselves. And now you come to Seattle. Um, <laughs> big time matchup problems here for Minnesota. Their 28th. Passing the ball. What's Seattle's weakness? They give up the pass, and Minnesota's not good at it. Minnesota's 29th, defending the pass. What's Seattle's strength? Seattle slings the ball with Wilson. Seattle's third at stopping the run. What's Minnesota's strength? They can run the ball. They're fifth in the league. I just think everything here spells disaster for Minnesota. You get Cousins off schedule, playing a night game. On the West Coast in prime time, never done well throughout his career when he's when he's not playing at one o'clock. Route city here. This game won't even be close over by halftime. I'll lay the seven with Seattle. I think that line's gonna move. Give me Seattle as my five-star lock
0: of the week. And you know when it's a five-star lock of the week. You know what that feels like?
2: It's why I'm easy.
0: It's a lock, easy money, baby. I'm
2: easy like
0: more oh, it is a lock from Nicky Gun. That's why
2: easy
0: Oh yeah, my boy. Speak, Lionel. Speak, That's my boy, right there. <laughs>
2: uh,
0: so this is this is not a lock for me, but we have an agreement. I like the Seahawks minus seven. Uh, Seattle, can they stop the run? Or is it because they have led teams and the other teams have had to pass? That, and, and I agree with you. Minnesota can't stop the pass, and now they get Russell Wilson. That's not good. This is not even a close QB battle, especially with a primetime game with Cousins not at the 1 o'clock window. The line plays a wash, uh, coaching slight edge to Seattle, but ever so slight in my opinion. Uh, you got to figure Zimmer's got to get this defense turned around at some point. Seattle has beaten – Minnesota by a TD and more the last two years. I regret betting against Wilson last week. The last seven meetings between these two teams, the favorite is six and one against the spread. Wow. I will take the Seahawks as well in this one, and that leads us to our final game. the Monday night game. team number 477, the Chargers. I have them getting seven and a half. I'm not sure if it's moved or not.: No, nope, still seven and a half. Still seven and a half. Uh, against team number four seventy eight, the Saints, and this was a real tough one for me, Nick. I, 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 the Chargers are seemingly in every game. They they even lost by a TD to Tom Terrific, and they had a chance late to tie that game. The Saints, when they win, it's usually by eight or more points. So when they win, it's big, and and if it's a close game, the Saints really have been losing the close games lately. The Saints have some. Secondary injuries, it's going to be fun to watch Hebert do his thing again this week. Drew's breeze is getting a lot of heat, but he's 5th in QBR and 11th in yards per attempt. 8 TDs, 2 interceptions. I know he doesn't throw the ball downfield, but he's effective and he's getting the job done. The Saints have better line play, obviously better coaching, but the Chargers just seem to hang around. They're getting more than a touchdown. I'm not, I'm not leaning to the Chargers in this one, but it's a stay-away game for me. Unless I'm chasing a lot of money on after what I do on Sunday.
1: <laughs> uh, handicap's real simple for me here. Um, there's there's a lot of, you know, le- uh, things, uh, what are you, I'm looking for the word here, a lot of um, patterns and, and stuff that I don't like to follow, or trends, that trends is the word I'm looking for, I don't like to follow, but this one's real easy for me, and I'm going to roll with it. It's October, and the Saints don't lose games in October. Uh, 18 straight W's since week 6 of 2015, 17-1 and one against the spread. Uh, Saints, you know, they they got down early last week to the Lions, rallied, turned it on. They are due for a big primetime performance game, and here's their chance. Uh, the defense has not played well, I should say it's not played up to par. They get a San Diego team with the rookie coming in. San Diego's played well in spots. I don't like Lynn. I don't like him in a big spot. I think this is a bad situation for this team. Uh Eckler, I believe, went on the IR. Yep. He will he will be out. So a
0: big the, 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 Kelly and the other guy they put in ran pretty they well. They did though.
1: they did decent, but they're they're not Eckler. They don't they nah. don't bring to the to, you know, he's the Camara of uh San Diego. Uh lock it up for me here. Give me the Saints. I'll lay that seven and a half, and I think they roll in this one in a big primetime performance.
0: We got the Imperial March kicking So that means It's time For Darth Wager's Force Choke Lock of the Week
3: Here is week 5's Force Choke Lock of the Week Cue the Imperial March Coach The matchup I'm looking at this week Is Carolina versus Atlanta Let's give you the stats first Atlanta could have Julio Jones out He's questionable. Carolina definitely has Christian McCaffrey out. Who's Atlanta played? Seattle, Dallas, Chicago, Green Bay. Seattle has a potential MVP, and Green Bay has potential MVP so far this year. Dallas, well, they should be over for Atlanta had, uh, had no business losing that game. And Chicago, they're a dumpster fire. Carolina has played Las Vegas, Tampa Bay, Chargers, and Arizona. Not too shabby at all for any of those teams, um, but definitely not what Atlanta's has seen. Carolina's 2-6-1 in their last nine games against the spread. Atlanta's 5-0 against their spread. Two straight up against South Division opponents. But... Throw all those stats out the windows, folks, because I am taking Carolina. Atlanta is 2-12 and in October against the spread, and I'm taking Carolina and Teddy Bridgewater-Water to beat Atlanta to go for me, 4-0, and Dar's force, choke, lock of the week. Huge.
0: Thanks, Darth. And if you're wondering why we had the explicit content on our on our podcast. The coach has been doing his best not to uh, use the profanity. It, it, it's mainly for the Joker, who I think dropped 37 F bombs in his little segment here. And we go to the Joker now for his picks for NFL week five. What's going
2: on, sports fans? This is your boy, the Joker. Yeah. You can hear it in the background. My motherfucking man, Action Bronson. Let me turn this down a little bit. Uh, last week NFL picks. First off, apologies. I thought it was Thursday. We had to get them in. It's Tuesday, so good thing y'all to get my picks because they sucked. But if you follow me on Twitter, the Joker JB One, you would have won a lot of money. Picking TCU over Texas. Big upset. Your boy got it right. Shout outs to the coach. Darth Wager, Nikki Guns on the retweets. My picks last week for the NFL? Fucking garbage. Um, A lot of postponed games. Fucked up my fantasy football lineups as well. I lost in three leagues by... One league, four points. One league, six points. The other week, ten points. Both of those leagues, I had no James Conner. League, no Juju. Talk about bad Juju. The fucking Giants are terrible, but big game this week for the G-Men as they try to get on the win board and be tied for first in the dreadful NFC East. Enough of the bullshit. Let's get into the picks this week. I'm riding high on Tampa and Tom Brady, offense is clicking, Uh, go with Tampa. You got Buffalo at Tennessee, Tennessee's got, um, they're clear, you can't see me doing quotes because obviously I'm doing a video, but I'm going Buffalo. Um, They're clicking well, Josh Allen's playing well, go Buffalo. Buffalo. I like what I saw out of Teddy Bridgewater. If he's available in your uh, football uh, fantasy leagues, pick him up. Uh, One of the big waiver wire ads this week so far, besides Christian Kirk, the wide receiver, uh, going with Carolina. Going with the Cleveland Browns this week, and I'm telling you why. At home, as from what I saw, I could very well be wrong as I fuck up spreads all the time. But if you noticed... They put up a 50-burger on the dreadful Dallas defense. You also noticed that Baker Mayfield is getting a majority of his touchdowns and uh, passing yardage off play action. New offensive coordinator has finally figured it out in Cleveland. They're running a majority of their touchdown scores off play action. Eat down. Kareem Hunt's a fucking great backup. Go with Cleveland. My lock of the week. And I'm telling you, it's been really hard for me to watch the fucking Giants this year. Um, they made me stay up. I, I work third shift. And the fuckers always find a way to make me stay up later. And Danny Dimes... No, 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 no. That's not your nickname. You're Dreadful Fucking Danny. Okay? You fumble more than fucking Tiki Barber. You have more fucking turnovers than anybody else in the league since you became a starter. You played for Duke. A non-football college. Oh, Dave Brown 2.0. Dave Brown this... 0.0. Dave Brown this... This... If they don't get it together... The fucking Giants are in trouble. Gettleman needs to go. Barkley is injury prone. I'm sorry. He can't fucking stay healthy. Um, Giants are in full rebound. But with all that bullshit I'm talking about them, Dallas is fucking awful. They should be 0-4 because the Falcons didn't put a fucking hands team and know how to dive on a fucking in wee league. Dallas should be 0-4. I don't give a fuck if Dak throws for 900 yards. Their defense is the worst in the NFL. The Giants are getting points. Giants are my lock of the fucking week. You heard it here first. And if not, oh fucking well. It'll be the last time I probably pick the Giants this year. Unless... They fucking play like the Wyndham Tech slash Coventry co-op team. Coach, I don't even know if there's a fucking team with there this year. But I would probably take fucking uh for all you sports fans, you wanna hit me up on my Twitter. I'm there all the time. Third shift for life. I could be found at the Joker JB1. Football questions, baseball questions. I'm a pro-wrestling kind of a sore. We could talk pro-wrestling all night. If you're into things like baseball cards, football cards, when to fucking talk to. Um, did a lot of good deals this week. The hobby is back. It's thriving. Uh, check me out on my Instagram page, Belanger Collectibles, buying, trading, selling Everything in the hobby from cards, comics, video games, wrestling memorabilia, and even game-used jocks worn by Darth Wager when he pitched. He had the greatest three pitches in high school history, slow, slower, and slowest. Have a great week, stay safe, and uh,
0: it's
2: almost Halloween, my favorite holiday. I'm out.
0: Well, folks, you survived Darth Wager and Imperial March and the Joker with – I don't even know what to call that. So I'm not going to inundate you with any more ads. Uh, you know about www.jeffreyblander.com. All the pics are there. The Amazon banner ad. Click on it. Buy yourself something nice. Support the show. I wrote three books. Cobra Red, Fourth and Dead, Squeeze Play. Be great if you bought some. And if you want to major in a wager, go to MyBookieAG. Use that promo code Darth at checkout. And as always – Have a great weekend, and may the picks be with you.